0: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland.
1: This is Dimity in Denver. What, what did you just eat, Sarah? What's
0: the last thing you just ate? Oh, no, you can't pin that on me. For the first time ever, I ate potato chips on the way to the podcast. Oh, you did? <laughs> were they good ones? Oh, they most certainly were. They were kettle chips. And gosh darn that Jack. He uh, keeps buying the big bags at Costco, so he's just got to stop doing that. Um, they're evil. They're evil. They are. They are. So, um, yes, but the reason you're asking about food, oh gosh, I can't believe I had to admit that on the air. I really I swear oh, I usually on. don't come eat
1: on. you ate potato chips. <laughs> like if you if we are like the honest, authentic, mother running, you know, podcast, like I mean, my gosh, you want to know what I ate? I, well, I actually just had a very healthy lunch right before I got on here. So I don't want to, you know, show you up with my black bean salad buns <laughs> and my organic green grapes that were on sale. So I bought the organic. Oh. I, but I am drinking a Coke Zero. So that, that oh, okay. you know, probably doesn't uh, bode well for my nutrition overall.
0: Well, also, I do have, in my defense, we are recording two podcasts back to back today. And then I'm going to get my hair cut. So I know I wouldn't have time to eat lunch. So I did bring homemade Blueberry bran muffins that I will consume one of between when we finish this and when we start our next podcast so and i shared one with our producer jonah so um uh.
1: uh, jonah, jonah was it good
0: <laughs> yes
1: okay good, good. Um, well so yeah so we're talking about food because we've got two guests on today two great guests um one of them is a sports dietitian and then one is another mother runner well actually they're both mother runners mm-hmm. um who has had some battles with her weight and has um kind of figured out how to keep herself running strong and um feeling lean so mm-hmm. let's bring them on
0: So first up, we're going to be chatting with Jackie Dykus, who is a sports dietitian in Indiana and a 245 marathoner and the mom of two, and her website is nutritionsuccess.org. So thanks for joining us today, Jackie. We know uh, there's a lot of questions that we're eager to ask you.
2: Well, I'm excited to be here. I know that weight management and training is an issue that a lot of runners face, so I look forward to talking about it with you.
0: Good. Before we jump
2: into that, though,
1: we want to know, give us a little background on yourself, both as a mother and as a runner, because you're part of this tribe.
2: Oh, gosh. Well, it's never any fun talking about yourself, but uh, <laughs> I I, I am a competitive, uh, or I have a history of being a competitive runner. Um, I've ran in the Olympic trials twice, but I'm also proud to say I'm a mother of two beautiful boys. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And I have a husband also. So, uh,
1: yeah. Do you, you have any pets? Any four-lives in your house?
2: Yes, we have a beautiful Great Dane. So it's oh, uh, see, like another awesome. person in our home. Yes. Right, right. She's already
1: totally Midwestern. It's no fun to talk about yourself because you're, you're based in Indiana. Is that right? Yeah,
0: that's right.
2: I'm in Indianapolis. Yeah. That's
0: yes. a, my, my first yeah. thought when you said that. I thought, oh, yes, she's from the Midwest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Diveny's from funny. Minnesota, and she always is deflecting conversation about herself, whereas this East Coast, it's like yeah okay me 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 let's talk about me sunny.
2: yeah well I guess that is true then <laughs>
0: and um and which Olympic trials were
2: you did you run in I ran in 2008 uh, and in 2012 oh so definitely when you were a mother that's yeah absolutely I really didn't start getting intense with my training actually till after I became a mother
0: wow wow
2: yeah it, uh, I think part of it was just. Several months after having my first son, I, I began to appreciate that I just wanted to feel my body move all over again, and it was wonderful, and I just decided to see how far I could take it in the end. Wow, and you took it far because you, your uh, marathon PR, is it a 245? Is that right? It is a 245, but I tell you what, my boys are my best training partners. My son joined me for seven miles of my 11-mile run yesterday. Nice. Uh, they've always been a part of my training since the day I had them. Oh, that's awesome. Seven miles in the stroller on his bike. I'm hoping. Oh, he did. No, you know know, what? I'm right? Yeah, that's a great point. My <laughs> eight-year-old um, joins me on his bike, but I still push my four-year-old a little bit. But he is getting uh, on the heavy side, so <laughs> it, it, we stick to maybe Florida every once in a while six-mile runs. But those are cutting back with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe practice some weight management on him, right? We're going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> so I can pick you. On. Well, that's that's a good segue. So, so I mean, you know, so many mother runners. You know, you come back from having a kid. And like you said, you want to move, but more importantly, or maybe not more importantly, but simultaneously, you also just want to shed the weight that has come on and help you create this amazing being. And, um, and, you know, it's very frustrating. I know my, my little sister is dealing with this right now. I mean, her kid is five months old and, you know, she's like, well, should I run? And I'm like, well, it is pretty effective calorie burn, but, you know, um, I mean, can you talk a little bit about just running and how it helps with weight loss?
2: Yeah, I think it helps tremendously. I, I think uh, ultimately it's about calories in and calories out and the more we're expending, who are we kidding, the more we can eat too. So instead of feeling like you're you're bound to this 1,200 calorie a day diet, well at least if you're exercising extra, let's say five to seven miles uh, a day or, or somewhere in the range, you know, whatever the training regimen is, well then if you're really looking for weight management, you might be able to lose weight just fine on 1,500 calories a day. Or, or, you know, give or take, everyone's a little different. But frankly, emotionally, that's going to be more satisfying for a lot of people than feeling like they're watching every calorie and kind of driving themselves bonkers. So from one respect, it's a calories in, calories out, just makes you feel a little better throughout the day.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: But, but then we hear from so many mother runners on our Facebook page or on our
0: website who are frustrated because they're like, oh, I'm going to start training for a half marathon or a marathon. And boy, the weight's just going to fall to the wayside. And instead, not only do they, they either don't lose weight or they gain a little bit. So, so what's going on there?
2: Yeah, I, ultimately there are so many variables I think that are involved with that, but, um, you know, it is frustrating when someone signs up for a race expecting that, but part of it is we have to still watch what we're eating all the time. And, you know, there's some basic concepts I have found that if you initially apply it in combination with your training, I think the weight can fall off a little bit more Hopefully there's not too much. I, I don't know do you guys ever feel like you've heard anyone say that they're they're rewarding a run with food? maybe go out uh. to Starbucks or you know, oh, go out with entitlement. T- I mean, yeah, like I, did yeah. That once I get to eat the whole sleeve of thin mints. I, I don't know. what. <laughs> at all. I have no yeah. Idea. <laughs> well, I think part of it is I want people to feel human and like they can have splurges. I'm not saying to eliminate it, but I do feel like redefining rewards can help. So instead of eating, you know, an entire cheesecake factory cheesecake, maybe one can be satisfied with four to six bites or so where you're still feeling rewarded, but you're not feeling totally left out. Um, but you know, there, I think a lot of it comes back to basic balance too. I, when you guys think of meal putting together a meal, do you have a balance or a philosophy you think you even go for?
1: Oh, when I feed my kids, I definitely and, and, and myself to a degree, I'm, though I'm not as, as much. But they have to have a fruit and vegetable on their dinner plates for sure, and definitely a fruit and hopefully a vegetable on their lunch plates. That's, yeah, that's as much balance as I. I think that's a great start.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I think uh, when I think of balance, sometimes I like to think of the typical runner's meal. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the spaghetti with pasta sauce on top, right? The marinara Mm -hmm. sauce. I think a lot of people assume that's all runners eat. (laughs) I know for me personally, if I eat a meal like that, I tend to find myself looking in the cabinets. I, I never feel quite satisfied from it. Either that mm-hmm. or I have to eat a whole lot of it before I'm truly satisfied. Mm-hmm. But I find if I add some cottage cheese maybe to the top of it, maybe some lean meat or, or something along the lines of it, I have a little bit more protein. I find that I'm personally more satisfied because I feel like I find a better balance with the meal with that. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we have to better identify what brings us better balance in our eating that makes us feel satisfied from the meal. And with that, I like to say, aim for a balance of a source of protein, Mm -hmm. carbohydrates with fiber and healthy fat as often as you can with meals or snacks. And a lot of times that balance comes together where we tend to find ourselves hunting a little less if we have that balance at meals more often.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's so funny because one of my um, questions for you, so you know, you pick up Self or Women's Health or any of those magazines, they're like, you know, the five healthiest snacks you need to lose weight. And it's always a handful of freaking almonds. Like, I am so <laughs> sick of almonds. I am so sick of, I was just told Sarah before the start. if I have to eat another handful of almonds, I might just shoot myself in the head. But,
2: That's so but, funny.
1: But the reality is, is, I mean, yesterday I was like, I had to go out and pick up my son at camp. It was like a 40- in a minute there and back, you know, and, um, and I was like, I am so hungry, and I grabbed a, you know, a handful of almonds, <laughs> and I was just fine. I mean, so yeah. that, that has the fat, that has the protein, and that has the carbs. I, I don't know if that's but carbs. It's less, not
2: but. like the carbs, but still, it has a better balance that obviously your body's craving for, and it, and it satisfies you, and that's, I think part of it is people even as mothers I know I can get distracted in the day and it's easy to not pay attention to how you feel from a meal you know it's, it's lucky we get through a meal without a spilled cup of milk <laughs> yeah. So- I I think part of it is just identifying what works for each of us. And for you, that almonds works great. I know a lot of people, though, a good portion of people want to feel like they're eating something. And a small handful of almonds, I often hear, is not going to cut it because they want volume. Mm -hmm. So I might say, okay, have those almonds, but let's throw a half a cup or a cup of blueberries with it. And I think mentally they're satisfied because they feel like they're eating more of something, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think there's kind of an emotional aspect of it too. We kind of look for things to satisfy us. And it sounds like you were kind of burnt out on on almonds to a point, but um, but in a way you've identified, but yeah, that really does satisfy me and it's worth eating.
1: Well, what, I mean, what are some other things? I mean, you know, I mean, I've interviewed you a couple of times for Runner's World and, and I mean, I know like, you know, for me, like peanut butter toast with a banana on top or, um, you know, Greek yogurt maybe with some cereal in it or something like that. I mean, do, is that the kind of stuff that you typically recommend to your clients? Or what are some good kind of
2: healthy do, but
1: still satisfying
2: stuff? Yeah, I think all those are great options. When we're talking about weight management, my only fear is that sometimes I think um, that those things can get misinterpreted as an, a limitless portion. But Yes, they are healthy, but they do add up in calories if those are just snacks. For some people in certain calorie ranges, those might... Make up a meal depending on how many calories are involved with the, those type of snacks. So normally, I actually like to uh, encourage a veggie-free card. So mm-hmm. have those things, but start a meal off with, or, or at least have some kind of snack that has veggies involved too, so someone can feel like they're eating more and getting more from it without feeling like they have to eat three slices of peanut butter toast before they're really satisfied.
0: I find that to be the case. That if I could, you, when you were talking about how pasta a pasta meal can be kind of unsatisfying I find that then if I have salad after or even before that I just just having that chewing experience all that bulky greens and you know it's like oh okay and and I also feel like it's feeding some healthy you know, little screaming, you know, thing down in my stomach that's saying, we need something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Minion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Saying, you know,
2: I need something healthy down here. Come on. (laughs) Um, You're exactly right. That's a big part of it you just touched on, because really when someone's looking for weight management, they might be cutting a lot of calories. And if we're not having nutrient-dense calories, Mm -hmm. then things can get a little off off, out of track. And, um, you know, we want to make sure we're having great quality, high-nutrient, ingredients in the foods we're eating. And if you're always complementing it with veggies or salad or however you like to do it, you're actually getting a boost of nutrients that are really low calorie also, which is great.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So can you talk a little bit about, when you talked about some people's calories, uh, their, their, their number of calories, I mean, is there some kind of formula or a site that you recommend where someone can go in and say, I need this many calories and to lose, I should do this? Or is it you not that
2: dry? I wish it was that simple. I think the hard part is sometimes, um, especially runners, can get confused because we do pick up a lot of great resources that give information from magazines and um, even outlets like you guys are providing, and it's hard to lump everyone up in one category because one person might be running 20 miles a week while someone else is running 100 and the calorie needs between the two, if a magazine says eat 400 calories after every meal, well that might not necessarily be true for that 20 mile a week person. Especially, I think it's hard to lump it up um, into one calorie range particularly because a lot of people I'm running into have desk jobs And they end up sitting most of their day. So really, 20 miles a week is just making up for the fact that they have to sit most of their day. Mm -hmm. Um, So those people, I might even encourage, hey, if if you're comfortable with it, can we get your mileage closer to 30 if you're only going to do running? Um, Or incorporate some other type of activity to boost that because then they'll feel like they can have a little bit more calories in the day. Because quite frankly, sometimes with really low mileage, if you have a desk job, I think you're kind of just meeting. I wouldn't say you would have to add a whole lot of calories to your day necessarily because you're a runner if your day is mostly consists sitting behind a desk. I got to say that I found that to be the
0: case that when I was, you know, Dimity and I travel a lot for business and here she was training for an Ironman and she'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go get a snack. I'll get you something too. And we would have just eaten lunch and then after a couple of trips I'm like I have got to stop eating like Dimity because I am
2: not <laughs> I'm not working out 2 hours every single day. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to lump everyone together. It varies uh from person to person and their training load and even how much intensity if, if she was doing mm-hmm. a whole lot more speed and and mm-hmm. greater long runs even those throw in uh, other factors as well but mm-hmm. You know, we do have a lot of great guidelines that are research-based that provide us a good start to defining your calorie needs, and then we adjust based on that. I, I rarely suggest for anyone to go below twelve hundred calories because, frankly, they're they're going to miss out on a lot of great nutrients they need. Mm-hmm. But but it, it varies from person to person based on their overall lifestyle too.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so one thing um, I've written a couple weight loss stories, and and what for because you I mean runners definitely have this line between wanting to lose weight and wanting to still have the energy to to get up and go do a run, and especially a tough run. And so I mean, one number that sticks in my head is, you know, you don't want to have your deficit, your calorie deficit be more than two or 300 calories a day. So meaning like if you burn, say, 1800 calories that day, you don't want to go below eating below 1500. Is that something you subscribe to? Or is that, again, just it really depends on the the person?
2: It it does depend on the person. But I I, a lot of times, especially if someone has a race coming up, and they're really training for it, I I rarely recommend losing more than about a half a pound a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And about 500 calories a day, you may have heard that guideline before it can lead to a a pound of week um, weight loss if you subtract 500 calories a day but frankly eventually if you're training hard it can lead to just fatigue you're right you don't want to get up in the morning god forbid it would create an injury where you really can't exercise at all and then it's just a vicious battle with that as well so um, usually I, I don't encourage if an intense race or, or goal race is coming up soon, I usually don't encourage more than much more than a half a pound a week. If if we've got a longer window in there, I will go as much as two pounds in a week, depending on what the beginning weight was for the person and and factors like that, how much they ultimately have to lose. Mm-hmm.
0: Because we get a uh, question a lot on our Facebook page about women who are saying that they're you know trying to lose some weight and also training for either a half marathon or a marathon, and then... They're really in a conundrum about what to do the day before a long run because, you know, they know they're going to be facing down 12, 14, even 20 miles the next day, and they often take a rest day before that. And so they they know they should be taking in maybe some extra carbs for that long run, yet they don't want to, you know, punch the ticket and get too many calories on that rest day.
2: Yeah. You know, I don't know if they necessarily have to get extra carbs. That's why I I tend to always just come back to that balance I briefly mentioned before. If if the meal contains a source of protein, carbohydrates with fiber and healthy fat, over the course of that day off, they're probably sufficiently fueling themselves enough with carbs to get through their long run, Mm. especially if they wake that morning and have a nice breakfast, um, if they're following appropriately fueling during the actual long run mm-hmm. they'll probably be okay i do run into a lot of instances where people get a little bit confused with feeling like they have to carbo load mm-hmm. the day before every long run and that just isn't the case
1: okay do do, do you recommend carbo loading at all i mean before a marathon or anything like that taking in just a, some a couple
2: extra or maybe <laughs>
1: i do i know maybe i 100 I, or 200 I, more grams of carbs you know that the day and a half before a race. yeah
2: Absolutely, I, I still follow those principles myself in my own training and racing. I, I do still stick with uh, carbohydrate um, emphasis those days before. I think sometimes people take it to an extreme, and they get a little confused where good carbohydrates can come from. You know, we don't necessarily want to have a, a fried chicken sandwich, and the fried coating is part of the carbs we're going for. That's not necessarily <laughs> what we want. You know, but but sometimes I think it can be taken. To an extreme and overboard, where people just end up feeling full and bloated and awful. So I think there's a healthy balance there that needs to be um, developed throughout training. But I don't think it necessarily means we need to carb a load every night before a long run, because eventually, uh, part of that is your body can take advantage of using its fat stores and things like that. So. Um, I think that that there's a a healthy balance that can be found, especially if they're appropriately fueling during the run. So I have
0: somewhat of a personal question. So I eat the same thing almost every morning for breakfast. It's a green smoothie with spinach, Greek yogurt, a variety of fruits, and some old fashioned oats thrown in there. And um, I do it largely because I'm a creature of habit, but I've also read that repeating meals is a smart ploy in weight management. So is that the case or no?
2: You know, I just met with someone yesterday who, she tends to go months with the same routine though. And you're, I I love that breakfast option. It's incredibly dense with a lot of great nutrients. So, um, that's a, kind of a powerhouse breakfast if you ask me but I I, for the people who tend to eat the exact same foods every day for weight management Mm -hmm. my only fear is that they're getting the exact same nutrients every day Mm -hmm. so um, you're very nutrient-dense with your breakfast I I I would be probably overall satisfied with that but there's a lot of people who just have a piece of toast every morning Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say that that's necessarily going for the powerhouse Mm -hmm. nutrients we're going for uh, (laughs) long-term so for someone like that I'd say okay can we start at least a three-day rotation Um, where maybe there's that same routine you mentioned, but we're doing it every three days and switching up that breakfast every three days. Good,
0: good. So any other tips for success for losing or maintaining weight while training and and running?
2: Yeah, you know, I really think there is one big one that I really like to encourage for people. I I call it fluids first. I'd I'd suggest before every meal or snack, just to drink a good glass of water. Hmm. Uh, I like this for three reasons. Uh, One, if you have a good amount of fiber with your meal, Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs
0: happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences, and now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free. Because BarkBox is all about dog happiness, choose a plan. One, six, or twelve-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six or twelve-month plan, of BarkBox visit BarkBox.com/AMR. That's
2: BarkBox.com/AMR. Woof. All fiber blows up to five to six times its size, so it'll help you feel fuller longer. Uh, so that's a, an advantage right there. Sometimes we eat when we're really thirsty. And if you were reaching for a snack to kind of quench a thirst, I'd rather you have that big drink of water beforehand. So that way you can better identify, well, was I really hungry to begin with? Uh, and you might find you might not need that snack after all. You were just really quenching a thirst. And then the third reason is that it does add a little weight to the gut. So if we are wanting to reduce portions a little bit, that having a little water in there ahead of time can can help you feel fuller a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being
0: extra well hydrated going into runs and
2: absolutely and i think it forces you to do it if you if if you have that principle of doing it before meals and snacks one might i I often hear of runners they walk around with a water bottle all day long and they're really great about drinking but i think if we kind of place it before a meal like that they might find they're drinking less between meals but it's a great weight management strategy and helping to portion control with the meal
1: Nice, love well, that. And I, I have one more final question mm-hmm. actually for you about. I'm just curious, like if you have any strategies. I mean, I know for me, like PMS comes on, and holy cow, like if I if there's something between me and the sugar, like you know, <laughs> or you know, if I have a bad day or whatever, you know, you know, like the emotional the triggers, you know, yeah. that get you kind of going for the food that you know you shouldn't eat, but dang it if you're going to be stopped, you know? And yeah. I'm just curious. I mean, you know, uh, you know, again, like some of the magazines, they go, you know, take a walk or drink a glass of water. And yeah, they might be, they might work, but they just feel like a little um, empty to me. So I'm just wa- wondering if you have any suggestions that it would work worked for you or your clients that's, you know, something where you can you know, just take three bites of the cheesecake and not eat the whole thing.
2: Yeah, you know, pro- I, I would see if around that time, if you incorporate it, because it sounds like you're looking for sugar all the time. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd I'd probably say start subtly incorporating sugar throughout your day in other ways. Like, uh, I'd I'd probably say, okay, sprinkle some honey on your yogurt. Uh, Maybe you have some extra raisins in your oatmeal. Add smaller doses that are more nutrient-dense, maybe healthful sources, although some of them might not always be great. But maybe if you have little hints throughout the day, you won't necessarily feel like, oh, God, I'm going to binge, and and it leads to inevitable doom. But I think if you have just little doses of it in the day, maybe even – You know, I I don't know what some of your favorite sources are, but give yourself little extra treats and small little spurts, and maybe it'll um, reduce the likelihood of, I don't know if you'd eat four brownies, but resorting to four brownies or, you know, kind (laughs) of… You know, you know, some people the, more than that,
1: I would eat four handfuls of chocolate covered almonds and, and then justify it like I'm getting my almonds in. <laughs> yeah. Justifying the, you know, half inch think of chocolate around each one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, all of these strategies that you previous mentioned also are good strategies, but I probably play with, um, you know, it sounds like if chocolate is part of it, even I, if you have cocoa powder, try making your oatmeal cocoa oatmeal. And okay. just adding a couple of teaspoons of cocoa to that. I think sometimes it's mind over matter. So you're, you're kind of tricking your body into thinking you're giving it this guilty pleasure when really what you're doing, adding some dark cocoa powder to your oatmeal really is a nice addition. You get some benefit of the antioxidants. And, but in the end, it'll feel like chocolate chocolate oatmeal.
1: <laughs> so awesome. Awesome. Um, I like it. I like yeah.
0: it. Well,
2: I think that's a I think that's a good thing
0: to end on chocolate oatmeal. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a brander. Oh, I think we need another mother runner chocolate oatmeal. Coming to a store near you soon. <laughs>
0: right. Thank you so much, Jackie. This is really helpful. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. It was good talking with you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And next up, we're going to be talking to Christy Zuzello, whose blog is The Outer Isle dot blogspot.com. And she is a mom of two who lives in the Boston area. And she has um, had kind of a roller coaster ride with her weight. And um, so let's hear what Christy is up to and what's worked for her. Welcome, Christy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So remind us of your weight loss journey and how running fits into it.
3: So I uh, started on Weight Watchers when my husband proposed to me, and I lost um, quite a bit of weight early on, not doing so much of running. Um, but I lost about over you know over sixty pounds or so. Um, then I had kids, and I gained almost all of it back. And then I lost it, and then gained all of it back, and then some with my with my second child. And then. Um, getting ready for a wedding, I, I lost it again. So this was uh, 60 pounds three times over that I would lo- lost and gained um, several times. At the end, it was about 72 pounds. And what I found was that I was okay losing weight, but I really didn't know how to keep it off. And mm-hmm. um, I really, really, really wanted a bacon double cheeseburger, and I figured the only way that I could actually have a cheeseburger was to – run so i bought a treadmill for christmas and i started running and so that's how i started to maintain all this weight so that i wouldn't gain it all back again
0: Oh my gosh. And, and so how long are we talking of the roller coaster of three times? The
3: roller coaster? Gosh. Um, so let's see, that would have started in 2003. And then I finally uh, hit my lifetime goal for the final time in 2009. So mm-hmm. it, took, it took five years of up and down between kids and, and uh, weddings and all of that to, to going, up, going up and down to finally keep it all off.
0: So and you've kept it off now for four years?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Um I've gained a few pounds back here and there, but it always seems to come right off as soon as I I kick it into gear either by upping the miles during the week or um by starting to track things and write things down. So I have my 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 quick cues of all right, now it's time to, you know, to write things down again just for a little while until I can get back into that regular eating habits of knowing when to actually what portion sizes really are and things like that. But it, it is a struggle, especially as things get uh, more and more hectic and busy. I work full-time, and, and I have a, I've just recently taken on a more demanding jobs, so the pounds have, have come on a little bit more. But um, I'm excited to start fall marathon training, so that, that will help me certainly keep, keep some of these pounds off.
0: Nice. Which race are you going to do?
3: I'm doing a race with a whole bunch of girlfriends in October. Um, we're going to uh, South Jordan for a girls' weekend meetup. And uh, some of us are doing the half, um, some of us are doing a 5K. And I think I'm the only crazy one to do the full.
1: What
3: in South Jordan, like the country? Yes. Or- no, wow. no, no, South Jordan, Utah. I'm sorry, in Utah. Oh, this that's is. So- this is um, I'm meeting up with a couple other, uh another mother runners. Um, uh, Allison is one of my friends out there. Oh, yeah, and, Allison and, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Allison Taylor. So, so we're meeting up uh, in her neck of the woods, and we're all going to get together. Um, several other mother runners, um, my friend Sarah, who I've run with, and, and some other people that have, that have been on the message boards well, out there, too. Is
0: Katie Ball going to be there or no?
3: I'm not sure. I don't know if Katie I don't think Katie will be there. Um, but uh, I think you've also met Deb Ray yeah. and um my other, our other friend Deb and they were both gonna be there, I believe. So oh, it's awesome. gonna be a whole uh, a whole girls' weekend. Party in South
1: Jordan. Sweet. That's sweet. right, that's right.
3: Well,
1: well so you 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 brought up um journaling or writing down what you eat I mean I'm just curious like how detailed and specific do you get um you know about your calories in versus calories out how many you burn on a run how many you eat like is it kind of just like secondhand knowledge to you at this point or kind of talk a little bit about that
3: of course I wish it was secondhand knowledge I mean I think I I get to the point where where I'm I'm pretty comfortable but but when I start to um when the when the scale starts to move up or down I start to pay closer attention. It rarely, very rarely, moves <laughs> down. Um, but I don't think I get underweight. When I when I do start to see the the scale moving up, I start to pay closer attention, and then I try to, and then I pretty much follow the rule: if you bite it, you write it, and and put everything <laughs> in. So yeah, it works out pretty well. So that means like this morning, I had my coffee with my sugar in it. I put down, I wrote down the sugar because right now I'm really needing to write things down. Now, in terms of the calories going out, I have a general rule that a mile is 100 calories no matter what. So Mm -hmm. whether I'm running fast, it's 100 calories, or if I'm running slow, it's 100 calories, um, because either way, I'm running, you know, a mile is about 100 calories. So that's how I I consider my calorie intake with regards to what is um, I burn out, Mm -hmm. so... I think of those, you know, in those terms when I think of what I'm, what I'm taking in.
0: And so you mentioned you got the marathon coming up this fall, and and uh, we know that you've rocked a couple of marathons, including the Boston Marathon, which um, I was reminding Dimity that I emulated your race photo to get my <laughs> yeah. to get my perfect race right. photo, and I did because <laughs> oh, oh, you gave me the tip that no, Sarah, that's actually not the finish line; that's the halfway point. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, you look quite fresh still right, at the halfway right. mark, and you raise your arms up, and nobody ever knows the difference exactly. until we, we mentioned it on, on exactly. the podcast.
0: <laughs> the jig is up. So how ha- how does long-distance training affect your weight? And and do you find, because we, we hear from women whose weight uh, unexpectedly goes up when they start training for longer races. Do you, Have you ever found that to be the case? And if so, how do you counteract any of those undesirable yes. effects?
3: Yes, that is actually one of the things that I would say. Like, if you're if you're trying to lose weight, signing up for a marathon is not the way to go, mm-hmm. um, because it it fluctuates. I don't think it's a huge. It's certainly not a huge gain. And I didn't have a huge gain signing up for my marathons and training during the marathons. But it was like a, you know a few pounds gain, like three, three to five, I think, was what I gained during Boston. And I mm-hmm. think I maintained mostly when I was doing Utah. Or sorry, when I did. Uh, Mount Southern Island. And in part, that was um, due more to the fact that I didn't train with the intent of really trying to have a race, beating a race time. I was really just running for fun, and and I really treated that marathon as just, hey, this is a big group of, uh, a big run with a lot of people instead of like a, a, a race. I do find that, yeah, I think you just put on so many miles that you're just hungry all the time. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's hard to think of things as t- in terms of losing weight. How do I combat that? I, I really try to meticulously write things down and try to think of things as this is fuel to fuel my race instead of like, um, oh, I can have that bagel because I'm going to be running six miles tomorrow morning. Or, I can have, you know, this late night snack because I'm going to be running it off later this weekend. And instead of thinking that, like I would, instead of banking my calories, I would try to really focus on, hey, this is the food that I need need to eat and the healthy food I need to eat and balanced food I need to eat in order to be able to fuel my run. And when I think of it that way, I do a lot better with my eating than I do if I just start, like I said, banking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a terrible way to, to um, I think that, I think that's to, so normal though.
1: I mean, you totally do that. Oh, I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have the second piece of chocolate cake because I'm running in the morning. I mean, who
3: doesn't? Exactly. Do that, you know? It's so easy to do. So I think yeah. in terms of my mindset, because then it also turns into this good bad Christy thing of like, well, I'm good if I you know if I get up in the morning and run, or I'm good if I you know eat don't eat this chocolate cake. Instead of trying to put like those types of feelings on it, I really try hard to just think of it as hey, this is what I need, my body needs in order to run and do the best that it possibly can. And the more I think of it in terms of those ways, instead of putting the emotion around it, the better I do in terms of weight loss and maintaining. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great.
1: Well, so I have a question for you. Um, we were just talking to, uh, like I said, we just talked to a, a sports dietitian before you, and I was looking for some good kind of power foods I was just saying that almonds I can't have another handful of almonds you know at least until 2019 I've, I've eaten so many when I was training for the Ironman so what like what so what are some foods like when you are hungry I mean you know that marathon training like I am so hungry I can't function I can't function if it comes in front of me you know I'm gonna get angry like I need food now when you get those feelings like what what do you reach for
3: Yeah, the granola has been always my thing, and I like to add protein to my granola by putting powdered milk in it when I really need the extra protein in it. So I'll add peanut butter or powdered milk into the granola, but homemade granola is by far my favorite go-to. Um, nice. I like snack, that. and I I definitely do a lot of Greek yogurt and granola mm-hmm. when I'm in training, and to the point where my stomach. I know a lot of people don't have this, have issues. A lot of people do have issues with dairy and running and things like that, but I've gotten so used to it that yogurt is um, what I'll eat on the morning of a race with granola in it. I'm, I'm definitely am a yogurt granola.
0: I'm I'm right there with you, Christy. We can have breakfast anytime.
3: (laughs) Give me me a Greek yogurt. I'll, and I have tried them all and I, I definitely have my, my favorites and go-to's, but, um, yeah, Greek yogurt and granola is definitely my go-to.
0: Do you have your granola recipe on your site by any chance?
3: I do, actually. I do have um, uh, my granola recipe on my site, and I'll tell you what, I'll even add a special link directly to it so you don't have to dig for it. Oh, good. Um, good. But yes, it has something to do with, uh, I think it was like something about take out your Birkenstocks. It smells like granola in here. Um, (laughs) Something along those lines.
1: (laughs) Well, so how do you fuel for a long run um, or, or the night before race? I mean, are you, are you a conscious carb loader or do you kind of just eat? Like, tell us, you know, if you have 20 miles, what are you doing the night before?
3: Uh, The night before, one of my other favorites is um, I have this uh, red lentil soup that I Mm. absolutely love. It's totally a filler there's some uh, Swiss chard in it I hope I pronounced chard. I never yes, pronounced that right it is. yeah um, mm-hmm. and it and it's so good carrots onions and it has a little cumin in it and it's mm. it's so delicious um, so that's one of my mistake recipes that I made by accident and now I just remake <laughs> it all the time um, so I have that one um, yes yeah, the best recipes I'm telling you are the ones that you totally botch and mess up but then they turn out to be like oh i'm gonna do this all the time so (laughs) i that one is my favorite mistake so i have that usually the night before um i i do the pasta thing like cold pasta during the summertime um fruit um yeah lots of different things i'm i'm not a, a um I don't discriminate against food. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> lots of you're not a you're not a selectitarian. <laughs> no, I'm not no, I'm not a selectitarian, exactly. I'm not a selectitarian at all. But definitely I think my go to for, for morning run is is Greek yogurt and granola. As far as on the run, I had tried desperately to stay very close to my outer aisle roots and what my blog is about, is sticking mm-hmm. to the outer aisles and mm-hmm. not eating processed food. So I even changed my goo up for a little while and I started drinking honey water and so I would only bring honey water on my runs. And that did well and I did well with that, but there was just something about the goo that just called me back. So I decided, you know, I'll, uh, I have an approach of cleaner eating, like clean eating, but er eating. So as long as I put the er on it, I understand that I'm, I'm always doing better and I can do better, but, but, that, but the er is you're, it's like happy. Are you happy or are you happier? You can be happier, but you're never going to be actually happy. So the same way with clean eating. You're never going to eat completely clean because everyone's definition is, is different. So. Nice. Um, I like that. I love that perspective. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well,
0: good. Well, thank you for joining us, Christy. It was fun talking with you.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Well, so the interest in full disclosure, cause we're just, you know, throwing everything out there, this, this podcast is I didn't lose any weight training for Ironman. And not that I went in thinking that I wanted to lose 10 pounds because I didn't, but you know, you, you would expect that. I mean, I, my calories, like I'd look at my Garmin after and I was burning, you know, at least a thousand calories of workout, if not You know, some of my long ones, I was up to five, you know, between four and 5,000
0: calories. (sighs) And um oh my gosh, you know, I don't Wow, you are like Michael uh <laughs> Michael Phelps. Right? Michael Phelps, yeah, exactly. How many breakfast did I you had eat? had
1: seven Big Macs <laughs> and 17 stacks of pancakes. No. Yeah. And I did I mean I definitely I mean I, I have my calories, like don't get me wrong. I ate when I was hungry and there was a lot of times I didn't want to eat and I just was like, I'm just so sick of eating. Like <laughs> I'm so sick of those almonds. I gotta bring the, you know, the almonds, I'm gonna I'm gonna strangle the almonds. But um <laughs> But I guess, I mean, the, the other point, and, and I know this is easier to say than it is to accept, but, you know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, you look so great. You are so cut. You're so fit. Well, like I gained a ton of muscle during that. And mm-hmm. that's what happens also during marathon training is your legs become pretty damn hot. And so, you know, like if you, you know, so then that, you know, the, I, I forgot to ask Jackie. I did want to ask her the whole muscle weighs more than fat, which I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure is true. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess, you know, just having a healthy perspective and knowing that, you know probably the biggest issue is what she talked about was being sedentary right mm-hmm. so if you are active and you and you incorporate activity even like you know the stairs i mean I don't think it really applies to mothers, right? <laughs> it's like yeah, no. uh, How many times do you take the stairs in your house on a daily basis? Right.
0: Again. Oh, I up forgot down, something else down. in the basement. Again.
1: <laughs> yes. Laundry, Legos, lunch, whatever it is. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. Um, but anyway, so yeah. yeah, so I guess, I mean, we, you know, we really we understand that people have a lot of concerns about weight and we definitely want everyone to be healthy but what what's the most healthy thing is to have an active lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe aim for healthier instead of healthy. All the- Exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. That is what I think from now on. I'm I'm putting ER on everything. I'm going to be more patient-er. I'm going to be
0: patient Well, uh, if you want more of this chat, wander on over to Facebook. where it Run Like Mother the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com on Twitter or at the mother runner our books are run like a mother and train like a mother and they're available on amazon.com and many happy miles to you